the holiday season and, and normally our, our uh, services are a little bit shorter and we're actually, we've continued on with our, um, what, did, what did Hayden say, spirit of the fruits? Uh, yeah, I, I, I really laughed uh, because that's something that I would do and I had no idea that I'd do it and I'd just continue on. Um, spirit of the fruits, uh, but no, fruit of the spirit. And uh, we're looking at patience today, next week, where Matt's going to continue and we're going to be looking at peace and that's going to be the end of the series and then we, um, next holidays we move into a Christmas series. When I was thinking about patience, I was thinking about just this week, I was on my way to um, kind of Macrovat type area earlier this week I was heading down Macrovat Capella Bar, not Macrovat Capella, Wynnum Road actually, I was coming from the church and getting ready to go onto the motorway. And I was looking in my rearview mirror and there was this Commodore um, that was kind of weaving between traffic. Like every gap he has, he was moving a little bit uh, more forwards. And he got behind me and we were really ready to go onto the, onto the highway. And he kind of got stuck behind me. And there's a bit of satisfaction there, isn't it? <laughs> like, you can't get past me. <laughs> Anyway, we moved up there and we started to come up on and as soon as he got a little bit of space, he went over the lines and just, boom, he was gone. And uh, he moved into the outside lane and kept weaving up and down, up and down until we got to some traffic and like everything just stopped. And uh, he was stopped, I could see him up in, the, up in the distance there and I was stopped back here. Then the traffic started moving again. This lane didn't move at all. <laughs> My lane crawled along, just slowly, slow enough that no gaps were ever formed uh, for him to get in. And, uh, and I just passed by him. And I just felt like kind of waving. <laughs> Do you know that this, this is deep satisfaction? He was probably trying to get to his mum who was in hospital or something like that. I'm probably an awful person. Um, but there was a deep sense of satisfaction. Sometimes being impatient doesn't really pay. Uh, this next one is this, is, this is somewhere I struggle. Uh, I think I've talked about this before. Woolworths or Coles in the line. Do you know when you've just done your shopping and there's lots of, it's a busy, it's like a Saturday afternoon and you get there and, and like all the registers and then the, the self-service, it's just going around the corner. And that's a time of huge anxiety for me. I was like, which one do I pick? I don't want to waste time, and, and, and you have to do these really quick calculations of, um, okay, so, so th that's got this many people, this many people, they've got this many, she, she looks like she's going to be really slow, she looks like she's on ball, and she's going to be really fast. And you make a choice, and you have to do it fast, don't you, because the variables change so, so quickly, because people are coming out of the aisles, and they're going to take your spot. Um, so you've got to quickly kind of find your place, and you get there, but it doesn't stop there for me. Um, I'm continually looking around going, have I made the right choice? Um, and this always happens. You get through and then some lovely lady down the front finds a bruised apple. And it's like, the bruised apple? And then you hear over the register, can I get some assistant to check out number three? And you're like, oh no. Anyway, they go, they get the apples, bring them back and you realise that I've picked the wrong lane. You look at this lane beside you and you're just like, it's going quicker. And you do the quick shuffle. Okay, and what invariably happens is someone's card doesn't work and then they've got to call a manager to, and, and, it's, and you realise you look over here and the person who was behind you is already through and gone. I don't know how many times 
that happens to me. It really doesn't pay to be impatient. Um, just thinking about those two scenarios, um, I didn't save any time in the supermarket, but, um, but even if I was to save 30 seconds, really, I've wasted five minutes of my life trying to work out which lane to be in um, for the sake of saving 30 seconds. Uh, often we do that with, with car, uh, being in the car too. We, um, I try and, when Julia and I leave here at the same time, uh, I try and show her that I can kind of get home. I know the, the best ways to get home and uh, no, no speeding or anything. Um, but uh, I try and, try and, and, and maximise the lights, maximise the way I go home. And I, I often beat her. Uh, it's a bit of a, a, bit of a game. And, uh, but I'll beat her by maybe 30 seconds. Uh, and if it wasn't so much fun, um, basically I would have... I basically lost 25 minutes of my life because I was so concentrating on getting there, there in time where I could have used it to, to, to relax, to listen to something. Um, often, by in, being impatient, we actually lose a portion of our lives to save something so little. Let's have a look at... Um, I just want to read the passage which um, we, we read this morning. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. That word patience there, um, I want us to kind of think of a, uh, an iceberg in a sense. So as we know, the, the mass of the iceberg is, is really down the bottom there and we only see a little, little pinprick up the top. And the way we use the word patience is, is kind of, yes, it is the definition of, of patience as is in Scripture, but it's only like a little tiny bit of it, just a little little top bit of it. It's, the, it's kind of this, this passive waiting, um, gentle tolerance, that's kind of the way we think about patience. But when we, when we look at patience in Scripture, um, this is another word, that way, another place that the same word is used, it's Hebrews 12.1, it says, Therefore, therefore, since we, therefore, since we also are surrounded with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and sin which so easily beats us, and let us run with patience the race set before us. Um, some translations there will have endurance. Uh, often, this word that's used, that's translated here, in patience. Is, is actually the word endurance or forbearance. It's a much, it's a much weightier word. It's a, it's, a, it's a robust word. It's not just, just talking about time. It's talking about how... It's talking about waiting well. Um, so I think we've got that up there. Do we have that, maybe? Wait well? There we go. It's talking about waiting well. In our culture, when we talk about patience, we often focus on the wait side of things, where what the Bible is really focusing is on is the well. It, it, it just assumes that there will be the delay, uh, and it assumes that there will be uh, trials in life, and, and it's, its focus is how do we wait? 
and, and, and God's desire is that we would wait well, that we wouldn't waste the patience, wouldn't waste the trial, wouldn't waste the delay as well. Because it builds character, as that book said, and it also um, builds faith. There's a refining that happens there. This is, this is common to, to all of life, really. It's uh, when, when we're reading, uh, when we're learning to read, there is uh, trial there, in a sense. Um, when, we're, when we're learning to do a new sport, there's, there's trial, there's delay there. Um, and it's through that trial, it's through that delay that we actually are strengthened and, um, and, uh, and our, our, our performance, our character is actually formed. If we go to uh, the Old Testament and look at this, there's actually, um, the, the, the exact same concept isn't quite found, but it, it, the, um, the principle of patience is found. We do find the word patience sometimes translated in the Old Testament. There's a, uh, there's a verse that describes uh, who God is and, and the Old Testament authors use this right throughout uh, fairly, fairly regularly. It's from Exodus four, uh, 34, verse 6. The Lord, the Lord God, compassionate and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in faithfulness, in truth. Uh, you'll find this pop up in the Psalms all the time. It's, uh, it's a key description of, of who our God is. And that little, little phrase there, slow to anger, that, that has the idea of, um, of long-suffering, it has the idea of patient, that we serve a patient, a slow to anger God. Now, what's, what's really interesting here is if you actually look at the direct translation of that word, it actually literally means to have a long nose. So it says, it basically says, the Lord, the Lord God, compassionate and merciful, long-nosed. Well, that's, that's really what it means, long-nosed. So, so what, what was happening back then is uh, their word for getting angry, for being hot-tempered, for being impatient, was basically um, red-nosed or hot-nosed. Um, you'd say that person is hot-nosed. It's, it's pretty much from what they saw when someone got angry or impatient, their face would go red. And the idea was that um, they used a metaphor that if you have a long nose, it takes a long time for you to, to react ne negatively to a, a, a situation or it takes a long time um, for you to, to react, you're, you're, you're patient. It's a bit like... We have a, a similar one. They didn't have TNT back then. Um, but, but to be patient, uh, to be impatient is to have a short fuse. Okay, we, that's kind of the language we use. Um, but, but God would want us to be long-nosed. Um, or he would want us to have a really, really long fuse. Okay, there we go. So what this helps us to do is... It helps us to maintain our character and it helps us to maintain a good picture of, of who God is. And we'll, we'll look into that um, just a little bit more. What, why is it important to have a long fuse, to be, to be patient? There's, there's many times that uh, really tests our patience. And I, I can kind of think of three categories where we need endurance, where we need... Um, when, when we need to, to be patient. 
One is life. Uh, life, we're, we're, we're living in an already but not yet reality. Uh, life, is, life is difficult and it's, it's hard. Uh, there, there's, there's much joy in life, but there's, there's much difficulty in life as well. And, and what God wants us to do is He, he wants us to, to, to live in the reality of the already but not yet. The already in that, that we experience the presence of God in our lives, we experience uh, the joy and hope that comes from Him. But, but there's a not yet aspect, there's a, there's a not yet that, that we long for the day when God will restore all things and He'll, he'll, he'll wipe away every tear and, and we, we live in that patient, patiently waiting for the day when He will come and He will restore all things. And we keep, we keep a picture of who He is, we keep, a, um, uh, we keep our, our character solidified in, uh, in who we are as we wait in the trials of life. Many of them come. We need to be patient in life. We need to be patient with people. Um, because life is difficult, people are even more difficult. Um, and people can be annoying. And we know that the importance of being patient with our kids, with our, spou- with our spouses, um, not mine. Um, needs to be patient with me. Uh, need to be patient with co-workers, I've got an experiment, and the experiment is, how about we get together a whole group of people um, from, from different backgrounds, from different ethnic backgrounds, different age groups, um, different likes, different dislikes, different socioeconomic backgrounds, uh, different nationalities, every imaginable difference. Let's bring them together in a room and uh, give them a common purpose and tell them that they need to love one another. That sounds like a bad idea for patience. Sounds like a recipe for disaster. That's this. That's the church. That, that, that's God's plan, is to, is to bring people that are so different, bring them together around a common purpose and, and, and instruct them to love Him and love one another, and that that would be an extraordinary testimony to the world. Because people would come in and what they would see is, how does this work? How, how is there a whole group of people that would not normally associate with each other? And what it does is it, is it focuses on, on what, what is the thing that unites them. And it's Jesus and it's His kingdom. He uses that to build us. It's, um, when you look at patience and uh, the need for patience and delay, uh, it seems to be part of God's plans. He uses it in us to refine us. And then the last one is patience with God. Um, now, that's, we've got to be careful with the way we say that uh, because God has made promises to us. He has asked us to come before Him and ask for us to intercede in um, us, ask, ask to ask Him to intercede in our lives. And there needs to be patience with that, because what we know is that uh, something about the kingdom, something about the the way God works, is that there's delay involved in that. 
And, and, and when you look at scriptures, it doesn't hide that at all. In fact, it seems to be uh, part of what it is to be a follower of, of God, is that there's delay. You look at almost every single Bible character, Moses, um, Joshua, David, uh, Paul, you look at the promised kingdom of the return of Christ, delay, 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 trial, trial, trial. Delay seems to be part of God's way. There's always a delay between the promise and the fulfilment, there's always delay between the request and an answer. It just seems to be built into the system. It doesn't seem like it's a glitch, it seems like it's actually the way, it's, it's by design, that there's meant to be delay and that um, we continue to experience trial. Now, why is this? A couple of things that I've got here. Um, God's timing is not our timing, His ways are not our ways. Uh, there's, there's, a, there's a reality here that uh, there's, there's some things that are, are a little bit difficult to understand and this is particularly difficult when we're experiencing uh, a trial and delay. But I, I think my kids have helped me to understand this most because I, I think of times in which I have um, insisted on delay for my kids and it's for their good. It's for building character in them, it's for refining them to be the adults that I'd want them to be. And uh, sometimes it is utterly impossible for them to understand what I'm actually doing. They, they do not have the capacity to, to, to see the bigger picture and see um, what is actually being formed in them. And I just wonder whether that's something of what's happening in our lives as well. I don't think that can just, that can just um, answer away everything, but I think it's getting to one aspect of why there's delay and why uh, there's continuing trial. Uh, another one is the reality that we're in an unseen, uh, that there, there's unseen uh, entities and realities that affect the seen world as well. We see this with um, God's answer to Daniel. Uh, Daniel prays, God answers, and then we've got this strange story of it taking three weeks for the answer to get back to Daniel because of some spiritual um, battle that's going up in the heavenlies. There is unseen things that are happening in life that affects um, the scene. And then that last one there. And I think this is, this is often key. He may want to do something in us before he does something for us. I think the key would be here is not to waste this time. Uh, not to waste the delay and not to waste the trial. God is, God is refining and He is showing us and strengthening us to endure, to be patient during that time. So how do we do that? Just, just three little points to end. Uh, we, we conserve and we maintain our picture of who God is. We trust that He is good. We trust that He is powerful. And we trust that He, is, um, he loves us. We, we hold that as our foundation through delay and through trial. Uh, it's one of the things that we come together is, is to, to worship Him together, to, to sing these songs of truth because it helps us to, to replant our, our, our feet on these realities of who God is. The next one. Hmm. I'm trying to think what I meant there. Protect the integrity of your fruit. 
Okay, let's go to the next slide there. Um, what, what happens when we're impatient uh, is that often what happens is that we become unloving, unjoyful, we, we lose peace, we lose patience, we lose kindness, we lose goodness um, and the faithfulness and, and self-control. Often that goes out the window uh, when, we're, when we're impatient. And one of the ways to fight against impatience, uh, one of the ways to be patient is to, to, to lean into those things, to lean into love and joy and peace and patience and kindness. And I think that's one of the reasons why God so desires us to endure, desires us to be patient, because those things are produced in us and they give us life. And when we're impatient, um, what we're doing is we're putting those things aside, we're putting aside truth and we're putting aside those things that God is forming inside of us. And the very last one there, pray already but not yet prayers. This is, this is standing in the midst of delay, in the midst of trial, knowing that God is good and He is powerful and that He loves us, knowing that He is, he is forming us and we're standing and, and we're looking at the reality of what God is, is going to do in and through us and the promises that He has made to us, that He'll wipe away every tear, that He'll, 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 um, he will, he'll make a right everything that is wrong. He, he is coming one day to reign and rule and we'll be beside him. And we, and we pray in the midst of trial and we pray in the midst of delay and we say, Jesus, come. Jesus, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And we, we pray fervently that, that his kingdom, that, his, um, that what, what would be right would be done in this time while still holding the hope that we know that one day everything will be made right. So I'd like to invite the... Um, the the music team up. Hayden, we might actually not do that last song. We might, um, I think it would be appropriate for us to do in, in Christ Alone. No, not In Christ Alone. That song that we just sang. What is that? Here it is. Christ is enough. Um, there's something about coming together as God's people and in the midst of trial, in the midst of delay, and even in the, in the midst of when everything's going well, to singing these truths about God and, and singing our position in the truths of God, they actually help to, to reinforce the foundation in which we stand. Uh, that, that is one of the very powerful things about singing together and hearing uh, the, the, the people of God singing these truths together. This is what we believe. This is who we, who we are. Christ is enough for us. So, Father, we, uh, we thank you that, that you continue, that you have promised that you will never forsake us or leave us. Lord, we look at trials and we look at delays and uh, there is grief that's attached to that. And yet, Lord, we want to submit to you that you want to do something in us. And, Lord, we ask that you would continue to mould us into the likeness of Jesus because there is found life. So, Lord, I, I want to pray especially for those who are in the midst of of a trial or a delay right at this moment. And Lord, would you strengthen them? Would you give them patience? Would you give them endurance? Lord, we hold out in front of us this hope and knowledge that one day you will make all things right. But we stand right now and we ask that you would fulfill the prayers of your people in this moment as well. So Lord, as we declare together these truths, Lord, I pray that you would reinforce this firm foundation in which we stand. 
Lord, we thank you for the promises that we have in you, Jesus, and who we are. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.